Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Yes, sir. And we are joined, graced, if you will, in the presence of the Jesse, don't call me James Paulson, from uh, a very um, prestigious Marine Corps career, a Marine Corps Chief Warrant Officer for the Quattro retired. So, Jesse, on behalf of the fam, everybody who's uh, tuning in, as of today, 51,034 uh, downloads, visits, and views, and uh, nearly 100 episodes. So, on behalf of Jay Tilly, thank you, sir, for joining us. Nice, nice. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys are burning it up. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, like you said, this is kind of our, uh, our big one. Uh, we do it on the 22nd and uh you know it's a it's a big deal for us it can get a little heavy but we try to lighten it up and have some fun with it uh for those that are just joining us or maybe this is the first time hearing us on the 22nd show uh, i do like to start with a disclaimer that none of us are licensed professionals none of us uh have any experience in the field we just uh three guys coming on kind of telling our story because there's a big stigma uh stigmatism is not the right word there's a big kind of negative connotation when it comes to men and mental health and a lot of men specifically don't talk about their mental health and they don't discuss things they're going through or what's going on in their heads you know we've always been brought up to be strong and bury our feelings and all that well as we find out it's not always the healthiest thing to do all three of us are veterans have been through a lot and seen a lot and done a lot and, uh, you know, Jared and I have talked about it and told our stories. And, you know, every time we come on here, I probably slip out another story and Jared will tell another story. And I know uh, personally he's going through some stuff now, too. So this is probably a pretty important one. But, uh, you know, we'll never and, and you being our guest on never want you to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. You don't have to tell your story if you don't want to. If you just want to sit and listen and agree, that's cool, too. Uh, and that's kind of how it's going to go. So it's just us talking about kind of the things that we feel and do and maybe some of the things that we have talked to our counselors about or our family or things that happened around the month that uh you know made us go oh man that's why i reacted this way to whatever it was so just uh you know just want to keep keep that up front and make sure everybody understands we are not licensed we will drop the 988 and some resources and usually in the tweet or the comments or wherever i end up putting we'll put some links for uh, anybody that needs help or wants help to reach out and do that so that being said uh, usually I start off with one, but I, I really, I'm, I'm doing okay right now. Uh, you know, there's stress at work is, is what it is, but, uh, you know, lately I've been coming on here and, and, in the past three shows that we've done kind of starting us off with, uh, some of the things I've been going through and experiencing, uh, might have actually been pretty good lately. I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in a good place. I am talking to somebody now, which I think is helping. 
Uh, so, and I've also, you know, they've, they've, they did diagnose me with some depression. So kind of a new in back of my head, it was going on, but, uh, having the actual diagnosis was like, okay. And then, uh, would kind of through talking to my counselors, found some of those triggering, uh, mechanisms. And it's something interesting. We talked about a couple, I think maybe a month or two ago that when I left the military, uh, it was a big adjustment for me. And we've talked about how when other people live in the military, it's kind of a big hit on the mental state of, uh, members. And what my therapist and everything was talking about is how we go from this job of having a place and knowing what we're doing and having a purpose to not. Uh, And in my case, specifically, when I went through my retirement, I didn't get a retirement party. I didn't get a ceremony. I didn't even get to say goodbye to my unit because at the time COVID was going on and I wasn't with my unit. So I got my paperwork in the mail and boom, done. So after talking to her, I'm like, yeah, all this makes a lot of sense. There is that sense of something missing. And that's kind of what led to some of the issues. Obviously, there's other stuff throughout my career, but that was one of the big triggering points that has led to some of the things that I've noticed myself doing, which is, you know, I'll get home from work sometimes and in this, and I always used to chalk it up to, oh, I'm stressed out at work or whatever. But here it is like, no, it's part of the mental issues I'm having, which is segregating myself from the family, not going out and doing social things. Like prime example is, you know, we talked about right before we came on, uh, we did uh, WrestleMania, I think at Jared's house. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, I really don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well, that's part of the disease telling me not to go participate in those things. Like you don't want to do that. You just want to go sit in your room and not worry about it. Watch it by yourself, be alone and talking, you know, to people about it. It's like, you know, you need to break that habit you need to go out and do those socializing things and have a support structure. So that was, you know, one of the things I've learned and I'm trying to, to do, and it's still tough. I mean, even the WrestleCon just recently, I was like, ah, you know, Jared can't go and I don't really want to go. And I'm like, no, I need to go, you know, one, we paid for the tickets and two, my daughter really wanted to go. And man, it turned out to be great. You know, I met a lot of cool people. I took, oh, I didn't bring it up here. I took the belt, had it signed and, uh, you know, got to talk to Thunder Rosa, who is a a wrestler that uh, in AEW right now, she's doing the commentary in the Spanish announce team. She had me on her vlog live right there. So talking about our show, yeah, there's the belt talking about our show and talking about, uh, what we are doing and that we talk about mental health. And now it's come out that she wants us to join her show and maybe come and and tell a little bit of what we're doing. So I'm like, Hey, that's one of those instances where I'm glad I did what I did. And I had a blast. We had a really good time. My daughter and I had a really good time and and we usually do, we do those things. And that's one of those things that again, it's the disease of saying, no, no, don't go, don't go. And you just got to break through that. And I think, you know, as men in general and everybody, women too, but men, like I said, is it's usually like, well, you just gotta, you gotta be quiet about your feelings. And, and especially YouTube being Marines, it's probably even a little harder. I mean, I was soft air force, but you guys are probably, you know, a little more. And I, it's funny. I told, uh, I think I told Jared the other day, like he's probably one of the most well-adjusted Marines I've ever met. Cause I've met a couple that are, woof, you don't even, you're like, yo, I ain't even talking to that guy. So uh, you know, I just appreciate us doing this and I appreciate uh, you coming on to talk to us. Yeah, I went on my spiel. <laughs> yeah, dude, I to uh, to everybody, for whatever it's worth to Jay Tilly, I'm I'm like, I don't want to say proud, but I am proud of you because I've never met a stranger. And the fact that you got out of your comfort zone, especially with your daughter um, and your daughter is just a wrestler magnet because of the. <laughs> The energy that she projects, generally with a sign and a wrestling t-shirt. Uh, Darby Allen, if you're listening, uh, she probably wouldn't <laughs> mind an autograph from her brother. But yeah, I so cool. And uh, I'm glad you did that. On behalf of uh, the uh, the No Shave Man Cave, I thought that was pretty sweet. So Cool. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, we, we had a blast. And uh, yeah, she... she <laughs> 
So real quick, funny story, and then I'll, and I'll let Jesse talk. I promise. We're, so we're at the show. She'll probably get really embarrassed. I said this, and uh, there's a kind of a local wrestler. He, he does a little independent. Uh, Hate Hogan, I think his name is. Well, I had stopped to. I think I was texting you about the Thunder Rosa thing or, or something, and I'm stopped and I was doing something, and I hear she's standing next to me, and I hear the two guys behind me, and it's Hate Hogan and, and, and another guy with him. And he goes, oh, I caught you, and I look over, and she turns beet red, and she's like. He's like, she just looked at your ass like four times. And she's like, no, I didn't. Oh my gosh. Every time we walked by, the harassed her like, uh-huh, you're looking again, huh? So really funny. It was cool to have that interaction. And that was one of those like, oh. Because then, of course, I'm laying in on her like, uh-huh, you're staring, huh? And he's going off like, you know, the first and second time I understand, but the third time, that was an honor. <laughs> it was good stuff. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll open the floor up. We got a guest on. And I've been talking for like the first 10 minutes. So uh, again, whatever you're comfortable sharing, not sharing, that's cool. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic, right? Like, uh, I know both you guys, um, you know, ha- have, uh, you know, your, your, your space for ink on your bodies is, is running low, right? Where, where I'm still a blank canvas. I have zero tattoos, right? 25 years in the Marine Corps and I don't, <laughs> I don't have a single tattoo, right? I, I, I've been wanting to get one and, and like kind of the first one. I talked about getting was was a kind of memorial tattoo, right? And the problem is I'm, I'm kind of split on it and, it, and it leads right into our topic, right? So I have, uh, you know, this side of, you know, brothers that were, you know, KIA, you know, they're actually killed in action, either in Afghanistan or Iraq or, you know, police officers that, you know, had their end of watch in the line of duty as a police officer. They were also former Marines or somebody who's close, important to me. And, and, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of a bond and a brotherhood between, I think, uh, military guys, police officers, firefighters, stuff like that, you know, people who have some of that uh, selfless service. So, you know, I've got this, this list of names, you know, uh, Sergeant Chris Herbeck, um, Staff Sergeant Timothy McGill. Um, both these guys are guys I recruited. Uh, Chris Goodell, he was a guy I recruited. He, he was a police officer up in Bergen County, New Jersey. Uh, Ray McGill, um, he was a police lieutenant up in um, Mawa, New Jersey also. But then I've got this other side, right? I've got you know, and, and that's me trying to figure out, you know, this tattoo I want, because I'd like to honor all these guys, you know, they were all important to me at some point in my life. And, uh, but I, I you know, it's not a tattoo I want to put together, right? It's two totally different things. While I may not understand my friends who have taken their own life, I don't understand their decision and I can't rationalize it. You know, obviously to them, you know, that, that was what they saw as, as the solution. So, you know, I've got this other list of names, both both Marines, you know, probably three Marines and, and two or three friends that I grew up with um, who were who always kind of bopping around in my head that, that you know, that their, their life led them to a point where they thought they didn't have any other choice but to do what they did. Um, and, uh, you know, another Marine who worked for me back back when I was a gunny, he, uh, he's actually a tattoo artist down and he, he's a part owner, uh, I, I think, a tattoo place called the Alamo down in Gainesville. And I've been kind of talking to him about it, and he's you know willing to draw me something out. I just I can't figure. Did I just hear? Did I just hear road yeah, trip? We're, go, we're going to Gainesville, uh, but uh, but yeah, how do I balance those two? Right, like uh, to, to memorialize them all, but you know the, the 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 sacrifice of the guys that were killed in action. You know, I mean that's a that's a sacrifice. You know the. The, the the other guys you know it's it's something different that I don't want to label I mean maybe in private conversation I'll I'll say some things because I just 
I I can't understand and I can never rationalize it. Where where I mean, I can like uh, I can see where where somebody would want to to do that, but uh, but at the same time, I uh, yeah, it, it's a hard thing for me to to uh, like I said, rationalize. Um, you know. I something that was said during, uh, you know, Jay Tilly, when, when you were talking, you were, you were saying about uh, you didn't have much closure on your career. I lucked out and Jared was here for a bunch of it. Right. I, I retired. I went on terminal leave um, September of 2019. So hadn't heard of COVID at that point. You know, it was it was the perfect timing. I, I did my retirement ceremony on one of the ships right here at Blunt Island. Uh, Jared was actually my uh, my retiring officer. Um Got uh got up there and uh you know usually like like retiring officers they get up there they 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 stay say the little spiel and they hand it over to you like they speak for a few minutes. Jared spoke for about uh, fifteen seconds. He's like, oh, I'm gonna hand it over to Jesse, <laughs> and, uh, and then and then I took all of his time too. You know, I probably spent a good fifteen twenty minutes, much to the chagrin of the Marine standing in formation, to uh, thank all the people I thought I needed to thank. Um, but did that, you know, had 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 good closure with that for at the unit. Um, there on Blunt Island. Um, and then I did kind of like a family and friends retirement ceremony up at the uh, Marine, Marine Museum in Quantico um, in October or November of that year, where I also you know renewed my vows with my wife, you know, a lot of big things on that day and spent spent the weekend up in Baltimore visiting, visiting family. So I lucked out with that. And then, you know, right into a job, I actually followed that up with a week up in Philly during the Marine Corps birthday and got to go see uh you know the site of the old Tun tavern and uh the marine corps birthday celebration they do at um i can't think of the name of the tavern uh right off the top of my head but you know thousands thousands of jarheads up there uh drinking beer smoking cigars and and other things and uh you know just having a good time and, and spent that with a group of marines i was stationed with back in the late 90s so I didn't, I, I was lucky in that aspect. And then I, I, a year later, I had to watch what Jared was going through, trying to retire in the height of the pandemic, like like 2020, right? It was, and, and there wasn't, you know, the vaccine wasn't out yet. I mean, we were, you know, trying to be as, as social distance as possible. You know, Jared's oldest was able to come home and, and uh, participate actually in the ceremony, but it was, you know, it was, it was a neutered ceremony, if you will, because of, you know, all of the regulations and stuff and best practices that were in place. Um, so I, I, I can, I definitely see what you're talking about on that. Um, you know, I, 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 I definitely deal with my own mental health issues, although they're, I think I suppress them more than I deal with them. I had a uh, therapist or counselor or somebody, you know, while I was going through all the retirement appointments had, had said, well, um, you know, talking to you like, yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely got issues, uh, pretty much what they were saying. However, they're you know, like the time you grew up and how you grew up, you know, you, you were, you know, latchkey kid, you know, you're one of those kids who was home at a young age by yourself. You know, I'm talking like elementary school, probably at seven, eight years old, like having a key to the house to let myself in, you know, me and my sister, who's a year and a half older than me, you know, and, and kind of doing mild things for herself. Like we weren't cooking anything on the stove or, or anything like that, or wasn't out there operating heavy machinery as a seven year old, but you know, parents had to 
had had work to do but uh but what what they had said was yeah like your coping skills is is really is what gets you by it's like you, you you definitely have your 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 mental health issues but you have developed a set of coping skills that allow you to uh you know like i'm doing now making light of it right like i i uh you know push through it which i'm sure you know much of my career was like that you know like just all right, I'm just I'm just gonna push through it. Like this isn't this isn't uh, you know this isn't that difficult. Um, so I think that's what I do with a lot of it. You know, I just push my head down, either throw myself into work or a certain hobby at some point. You know, definitely uh, you know mental health and ADHD. Obviously, they're 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 related. You know, different to what we're talking about today, but definitely undiagnosed attention deficit issues uh that i'm kind of starting to more medicinally cope with here in my you know this part of my life and, and realize like oh wow i could have done something much different if i had been medicated at a younger age right i i could have i could have maybe went to college right out of high school uh instead of graduating with like a 1.8 gpa um so I, you know i am starting to find a little more balance here in life and uh you know I'm thankful for for my bride for for my wife Alan. we've been we've been married for for 20 years now and uh you know she's always she's helped me uh with a lot of things especially in parenting um she just uh you know my parents were yellers they like to yell about everything they like to yell about everything they like to control what their kids were doing like to what end i don't understand it like maybe i don't know what they thought we were doing like you know turning the light switch on and off a bunch of times was going to damage something I, I don't know but you know they'd yell about it or i'd get punished like the whole summer like you know being being like eight years old like you're grounded for the entire summer vacation it's like who is that good for i mean there's there's guys that you know commit felonies and are locked up for less time than that. And here I am, seven years old, and I whatever you know was lighting matches in the basement. Now I got that's a safety issue. I wasn't wasn't burning anything down or whatever. But but they really like they they were yellers, and that was one place where me uh, I think my wife helped me a lot to where I wasn't like that. Like she told me very early on, uh, choose your battles, right? And if they're not, if your kids aren't you know in risking life or limb or you know if it's not. Like causing any harm or maybe, maybe they're making a mess like big deal that was a big one right my parents would get mad at like messes spill your drink at the dinner table and they would lose their shit i'm like i, I I'm, I'm not that coordinated right i don't you know have great hand-eye coordination at this point and maybe you know maybe my dad right my stepdad did you know because he grew up playing sports and you know baseball football all that stuff and he always wanted me to play all those things and i played baseball until high school and i just i could never get into it because i wasn't good at it, right and i think that was kind of disappointing to him um that, that wasn't the reason he was a yeller he was a yeller probably because you know his parents were you know like greatest generation type parents right world war ii vets and stuff like that so they those were were all undiagnosed mental health issues back then right everybody like your parents beat the snot out of you back in the day and i think you know our parents maybe got a little better at it didn't go so far i mean don't get me wrong i still took my uh my share of of, of whoopings uh for things that i did um but uh i can i, I can say 100 percent. i never laid a hand on on either one of my kids you know neither had my wife they've never they've never known the end of a spanking um and barely known punishment you know they, they were, I mean, maybe i'm lucky maybe they were pretty good kids they didn't get into things you know they didn't sneak out of the house they, they weren't bad kids and you know, my oldest daughter is now a 
school teacher. She teaches high school orchestra. And, you know, my youngest daughter, Bailey, is, you know, super artistic and, and funny and creative. And, you know, she's still finding her way into what she wants to do. Um, but, you know, moving forward anyway. But yeah. Um, so hopefully we're breaking the cycle of, uh, you know, our own parents, you know, mental health issues pushing down on, on, you know, us kids that were raised in, in the eighties. Um, and, and, and maybe we are, maybe, maybe we're not, um, I guess, you know, time will tell, but you know, they seem like they're, they're more well-adjusted. They're also more willing to seek help. You know, uh, I think this younger generation is more willing to go and, and, and seek help with a therapist or, you know, medication and stuff, uh, also. So, you know, good or bad, you know, good, bad or indifferent, you know, medications, you know, chemical imbalances that are, you know, righted by the correct medication, you know, can, can be hugely beneficial, you know, um, when done properly. Um, but, but kind of strayed way off from topics of the 22nd, right. Or 22, um, which, you know, I don't, I don't know about that number 22. I think I've read some stuff back and forth where, you know, it's, it's maybe not as bad as people say it is. Don't get me wrong. I know I realize veteran suicide, I mean, just me being able to count probably at least four or five guys on one hand that have taken their lives that were veterans either, you know, had gotten out of the Marine Corps or, or had done it while they were still on active duty, you know, is, is not an insignificant amount. Uh, 22 a day. Um, just some of the things I had read, uh, it said, well, it's not well substantiated how they came up with that number, you know, could be plus or minus. I, I don't know. It, either way, you know, five a day, not good is, you know, needs to be addressed. And, and, and I'm glad they're addressing. I'm glad, uh, or, or that it's getting more notification, not notification, more, more notoriety, I guess, out there. You know, my problem is with it, you know, like kind of like the, the ALS ice bucket challenge, right? Like, I think the whole meaning of the challenge was like, I think it, it got lost, right? All these people were just like, oh, I'm dumping a bucket of ice on my head and not doing anything for. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. For the whole ALS thing, like not giving any money to it, not doing anything. So people are like, yeah, you know, remember 22 or 22 push-ups a day. It's like, yeah, you're doing 22 push-ups a day and you're posting it on Facebook. But I mean, I, I guess it's awareness, right? You are raising awareness, but everybody's like, hey, cool, he's doing push-ups, like, you know, for, for 22 you know, veteran suicides a day. But what are they doing with that, right? Is it is it going to any uh, organizations out there? You know, is, is it, has any organizations that help to, you know, better or tackle veteran mental health and suicide problems? Like, are, are they benefiting anything from these 22 a day challenges and, and things like that? I'd be, I'd be interested to, to, to know because... You know, in my job, we're all about data and metrics and, and things like that. Like, I'd, I'd like to see the, the data on it. Maybe it's not, you know, fleshed out enough to, to see exactly um, what it is. Because, you know, there's a ton of homeless veterans and stuff like that, too. And there's just stuff you don't hear about or, or you know, people don't care enough or they didn't have people in their lives that, that cared enough about them to... Um, 
you know, to, to, to say whether it was one way or the other, you know, or, or, you know, I don't, I don't know, lots of things out there, but sorry, I've been rambling for, for a good couple of minutes now. Apologize. No, it's all good. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think the awareness is a, is a big thing. And, and I agree with the number of the 22, like we, we don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the history where it came from. I know it was drilled into our heads when I was going through our suicide prevention, uh, in the military is, you know, that was the number, but like you said, even five, even one is too many. And I think bringing awareness is good, but I, you know, some of these, I think kind of what, what Jared and I want to do is, is through this medium, let people know that it's okay to talk about it. And if you're going through that, because like you said, I, I don't understand it either. Like I've gone through some pretty lows and suicide was never on my mind, but Jeremy, the Georgia tickler, as we like to call him, who is usually on our show on the 22nd, uh, he was a suicide survivor. He did attempt it. They got him to the hospital in time. And, you know, at the time when he, when it happened and I remember him, him, actually his wife is an ex-wife now, but she called me and, and told me what had happened and, and, you know, he had tried to take his own life and they put him in the hospital and all this. And I was just like, I was mad. I'm like, what, whatever, like, why would you get that low? Like, I don't understand. Talk to people. But then you talk to him now and I talked to him when they released from the hospital. I went up there and I spent a couple days up there and you find out that chemical imbalance is one of it. They had him on some medications that mess, you know, some of the chemical chemicals were not right. But as you talk to him, you, you, you find out that, that the, it was so bad that he really did think it was time to go and that people would be better off. And that's all part of this mental illness thing. And even now, like every once in a while I'll talk to him, I'm like, I still don't get why he didn't just reach out to me. He's like, you wouldn't have understood. I'm like, yeah, but I would have, like, it would have been an ear, you know, someone to talk to and listen to. And that's kind of what we want to start doing with this is, Hey, if, if you need help, reach out and make sure you're getting that help because it, it is preventable and you are loved. Somebody out there loves you enough to not want to see you go. So yeah, it's, it's a heavy t- subject and, and, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't understand it. I, I love my kids and, and my family. And, you know, I, I think I've got some, you, you said coping skills and I chuckle. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm same way. I'm pretty good at shoving it down and making it go away and doing other things with it. And like, the more I talk about it, I'm like, oh, that coping skill may not be the best thing I'm doing, but it works to keep it hidden, you know? So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to talk, not cool. It's good to talk about it, I think, and let other people know that they're not alone, especially in the veteran community. Um, cause you know, like we're, like I said in the beginning, we're all drilled to, you know, shut our mouth, suck it up and push on. That's not always the best way to deal with it. And you had mentioned how the newer generation is more likely to ask for help and more likely to do, you know, uh, whatever they need to do to get their mental health right. And I think it's great. And I think our generation, maybe the generation before us, not so much, cause it's probably too late for a lot of them to fix some of their issues, but our generation still got time now to kind of correct, course correct, maybe fix some of those damaged relationships. Uh, maybe things that, you know, like, for example, I'm sure my daughters and I relationship has gotten better recently since the military left. But looking back, there were times where, you know, I know I was shut down in birthday parties and Christmas and all that. I just didn't care. I didn't want to be there. Didn't want to give out presents. And that's because I had so much other going on. I look back, I'm like, okay, I was depressed back then too, but you know, for different reasons. So now I'm kind of knowing like, okay, Hey, let's go do wrestling. Let's, let's do something together instead of me shutting everybody out and doing it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Each, each and every outlet that we can come up with, whether it's an outlet for ourselves. Oh, we just lost your audio. Are you there, Jared? We can't hear you. Oh, we lost your audio. Yep. Now you're back. We got everybody's outlet. Oh, you're all gone. All right. Nope. Now you're back. Yes. So everybody's outlet is a little bit different. You know, when I was a kid, it was, you need to go out and play. 
um, my sons. So I thought, well, they're just active boys. They don't need to be medicated. And they would go play sports and they did all this stuff outside, very interactive with whatever community we were in because we moved so much. So their social skills were exponentially better than than mine were. Um, and I was the youngest child and my siblings that I looked up to the most were all in the military. So that's what drew me to want to join the military in part. And our family was so competitive. Not only do I want to join the military, but I want to outdo everybody. So that was sort of the bond between my brothers, um, Todd and Mike, and, and I. And they would go on. My brother Todd was a sergeant. My brother Mike was a corporal. And I was fortunate to, um, to continue on uh, moving up the ranks and had a really fun, um, very, very fun career. My sister made it to sergeant first class in the army, but she lived two polar opposite lives. So she was, um, she grew up in the closet her whole entire life, didn't share anything until much later on after she'd retired from the army and was working for the postal service. And it sort of started becoming a little more normalized. But by that point, um, you know, she had dealt with so much in her life negative. Plus, like we were talking about earlier, a little bit of chemical imbalance. And she would end up unfortunately taking her life. And it was one of those things where it hits you like, and we talked about this, you know, a few minutes ago, and, and Jesse brought it up like, well, wait a minute, why would you do that? That makes no sense. Or like Jay Tilly was like, well, you could have just said something. And you think back, well, maybe they did, or maybe they didn't, or maybe they did, and you didn't pick up on it or whatever. So, you know, to everybody who's listening, uh, to everybody who's watching, you know, Someone, like Jay Tilly said, someone loves you, someone's thinking of you, and someone wants to see you tomorrow. So what are you going to do to make it to tomorrow? You're going to address it today. And this Remember 22 isn't meant to be, oh, I can't believe you're dragging out and dragging in and bringing up dirt and doing that. No, 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 no. It's bringing attention to a situation that's going on. Well, what does this have to do with pro wrestling? Well, Pro wrestling, like football, like basketball, like uh, uh, even soccer to a certain extent. Athletes develop uh, head trauma, develop CTE on top of all this other undiagnosed stuff. And they get this signal in their head that says today's the day. Well, let's make today's signal. If you're dealing with anything, please dial pound 988. Get the help you need. If you're a veteran, go to your app, My Healthy Vet app. Or go to va.org and um, right across the top banner, click it. There's a red banner and you will be directed immediately to get help. There isn't anything wrong with asking help. We There are there are things that we can't do by ourselves. You know, I can't move a couch by myself. Oh, you're so weak. I can't believe you. You're right. I'm weak. I can't move a couch by myself. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I think this is really cool. I look forward to this show probably more than any other show definitely more than any other show and um you know even with everything that i got going on and you know i talked to the fam out here earlier and uh mrs ellie jair is dealing with pancreatic cancer she made it through the surgery she's at home she's recuperating well thank you to dr awad and the uf health uh, crew and uh we're gonna we're gonna get through this we'll be rocking some purple and uh, I may or may not have to uh, relinquish the beard once we uh, hit the chemo phase, but we're going to do this together. And just like 
uh, Tiff getting through that what she's dealing with. You know, we'll get through every 22 together and, uh, you know, appreciate Thunder Rosa acknowledging and, and, you know, giving us props and signing the belt, you know, doing some really cool stuff. And everybody else, too, with the, the positive feedback. Uh, Jay Tilly's got some other folks he wanted to shout out. But, you know, this is, uh, you know, Jesse, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Jesse and I go back, oh, what, 2008, 2009? 2009, I think we met. We met you at and, uh, um, Jill St. John's retirement practice, right? Yep, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't be a luckier, you know, a luckier mofo for having you and Ellen, um, you know, in my life and in uh, Tiff's life as well. So everybody's got somebody that makes them better. Uh, you know, Jesse's got Ellen. Um, I got... Uh, Tiff, um, Jay Tilly's got Amy and and his crew, and there's just so much out there. So we can find the positive in everything if we just if we just look. There's a silver lining in everything. So no matter what it is that you're dealing with, um, what I'm dealing with in both my personal, professional um, life in general, I wouldn't want anyone else to deal with it because I think it's it was brought to me because I can handle it. But I'm not gonna do it alone. I got Jay Tilly, I got Jesse, I got you know everybody who uh, helps me out on a day to day basis. Uh, Tiff is you know as strong as a ox, you know both physically and emotionally and mentally. And then uh, Coden and Rylan are handling it like a boss. So keep that in mind whenever you're dealing with something. I'm fortunate to have an awesome tag team partner and JT in the No Shave Man Cave and everything we're doing with Veterans Championship Wrestling. To the to our peeps over, I'm I'm rocking one of our Mission 22 shirts. Thank you so much. Uh, Live Bearded just uh, is working on something with us to to try and uh, you know bring a little more attention and and light to what we're trying to do on the 22nd of every month. So um, hope everybody who's listening is enjoying the show. Yes. It, we do, you know, get a little deep, little, you know, a little bit in our feels, and it's not quite as fun as, you know, how awesome um, Dynamite was or how amazing the debut episode of Collision was. So and if you haven't watched either one of those, good night. You got to go do it. And to the boys over at uh, What Culture, that up and down of uh, Collision last night <laughs> was awesome. And uh, yeah, we got an awesome week. Uh, going into the weekend of professional wrestling, going into next week, WWE is doing some good stuff. Impact is doing some stuff. But what are they doing to get to that? They're working together and they're talking about their issues and using social media. And that's that's, you know, what we're here doing today. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to this road trip. I was thinking because I've got I got this I have this little spot right here on my right forearm I need to fill. So, uh Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got a spot on my calf that I'm actually doing a memorial to for my my buddy who passed away just recently. So I've been working on that too. I'm like, oh man, I'm working on one of those too. So I got a got a spot on my calf already picked out. I just uh, got to go see Veronica Day down there in Plant City. Shout out to uh, Vicious Vanity Inc. She does all my work, so I got to set up some time to go see her. Ink therapy is what I call it. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, one of the things you said is asking for help, and, and I think that's a big one. Like. People tend to look at asking for help as a weakness, but I, I, I tend to think it's the opposite. Like, I, I think when you ask for help, you're self-aware enough and strong enough to know that you need that help. And that's one of those things that uh, you know, we want to drill into people's head. But, you know, like you said, everybody, everybody, everybody out there has somebody, whether you want to believe it or not, that is caring about you and, and wants you to succeed and see you the next day. Um, so, yeah, 
good show, man. Uh, I know we usually go an hour, but uh, unless you guys have stuff you want to cover, I'm good with rapping. I think it was pretty good. I think uh, I really appreciate Jesse being on. Uh, I like having, you know, other people on to talk instead of just him and I all the time. So it's, it's good to have other veterans on specifically and, and talk about it and, and know that you've you've gone through some, through some things and, and lost some people. Uh, matter of fact, last 22nd show uh, we did, I had just found out that somebody in my former unit uh, had taken their own lives the the weekend right before that in the hotel room. They got some uh, documentation, went to the hotel room. There was a reservist and decided that that documentation was the last thing they could take. So it, it does happen. Uh, not necessarily just retired veterans, you know, currently serving members out there. So uh, we usually say it in the show, but uh, if you are on active service or anything, you've got your chaplains to reach out to 988 works for you also. Uh, go find your first sergeant, whoever you need to talk to, get the help you need. Uh, this this world would not be better without you. So, just, uh, you know, I know it's easier said than done. Trust me. Uh, and I've said it before. If you're not sure who to reach out to, again, I will reiterate, we're not licensed. We are not sponsored by anybody. We are not representatives of anybody. But if you emailed us, I will find the right people to put you in touch with. NoShaveManCave at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so I'll put it around. And any other last words? If not, I'll wrap us up. I'm all set here, fellas. I appreciate the invite. Appreciate the chance to be on the show. I've listened to several of the episodes. I, you know, my commute has gotten shorter and shorter lately. I've been hitting it at the right time, so I don't have much opportunity to listen to uh, to things in and out. Uh, and, and when I do, I try to increase my knowledge with some sort of book uh, or something like that. Most recently. Uh, I'm trying to take what book I read most recently that was not some kid's book that I'm trying to read to relate, you know, so I could be on the same page with my daughters. <laughs> um, but uh, Kill Chain was probably the most recent one, which is, you know, military, industrial kind of, you know, looking at, but uh, not giving any shout out to that guy. I think it's a good book. It's worth a read. But uh, yeah, I need to I need to pick back up uh, where I was on, on, on the show and, and catch up a little bit. I, I don't know enough about wrestling to, to understand a lot of it, though. But but I, but I do appreciate it. I appreciate the art of it. Yeah. We need to uh, have you come on one of these times and we can talk about the the wrestlers that you do remember or, you know, can can relate to during the first five WrestleManias or whatever so, Jay Tilly and I slaughter. are talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's my guy right there. Got got his uh, title. We, we, we're uh, supposed to link up with him here shortly. So, I have his G- uh, Sarge, if you're listening, somewhere. let's go. Nice. Yo, Joe. Yeah, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, you got another fan over here uh, as part of the No Shave Man Cave. So, super cool. Uh, we'd like to have you on as a regular contributor if you ever get uh, – a few minutes, even if it's, you know, 10, 15 minutes, have you, have you come on, talk some smack and let us know what's going on in your life. So I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, let's wrap it up, brother. Yeah, man. So, so Sergeant Slaughter, uh, speaking of him, I, I got a picture of him. He signed for me and everything too. And, uh, he's a pretty good, uh, Twitter, Twitter follow. Cause he, I think he follows everybody that follows him back and, uh, he's pretty cool to interact with. So, but, uh, yeah, speaking of Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find us most of the time. No Shave Man Cave on uh, Twitter. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble, which hopefully you know those so you're you're already out there watching. But if not, if you're on YouTube and want to watch us on Rumble or vice versa, check us out. Give us the views on both. Uh, appreciate uh, everybody. Uh, like you said, about 50,000 downloads on the podcast. Uh, Jared kind of mentioned it earlier. We, we have backed off on our schedule a little bit, so we will ra- we will start ramping up a little bit more. Uh, had some, you know, life stuff to deal with, which happens. So we took a step back. Uh, not that this isn't a priority, but 
their family is more of a priority. So we had to make sure uh, Mrs. Ellie Jair was taken care of and, and in a good place. And we will pick it back up. May, ne- may not go every day again. We may just uh, slowly get back into the swing. But we're definitely going to start doing our uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday shows for sure. Uh, appreciate everybody. You want to get the audio version of the podcast, No Shave Man Cave, wherever you get your podcast from. Apple, Amazon, Google, wherever you get it from. You can just look us up, No Shave Man Cave. Again, email uh, if you want to reach out to us, noshavemancave at gmail.com. Appreciate it. I love the fan mail. And uh, same thing, if it's a mental health issue, you're not sure where to go, hit us up. Uh, between the two of us and then with Jesse as a third, we will find a veterans organization or a civilian organization because uh, I want to make sure that that's clear too. It's not just for veterans. It's for everybody that has mental health issues. So uh, reach out. If you don't know where to go, we will try to, we will make sure we will find you a direction to go into. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up and say, again, we are not licensed or anything. We just want to tell our stories and let you know that it is okay to not be okay. And with that, I'm going to hot tag it out for Ellie Jair to take us home. Bump and feed, bump and feed. Yes, sir. I love that line. Oh, man, your audio went out. Can't hear you. So I know he was saying it's okay to not be okay. I'm trying. Hey, now you're back. We lost you in your audio again. We got it's okay to not be okay. And then silence. Yeah. So like what Jay Tilly said, I love the line. It's okay to not be okay. To our brothers and sisters in arms, thank you so much for what you do for this country. Some gave all. All gave some, and I want everybody to know you're loved somewhere, and uh, make sure you make it back to where you left today because you're needed. So until next time, fam, we'll see you back here. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave.